and welcome back. This week on the Cars Unfiltered podcast, once again, we attempt math. Amazon to beat $700 million investment. Yeah. And I think GM put like $300 million. I think, I think they said it was like near a billion dollars. Well, $700 million puts you at near a billion dollars. Well, yeah. I, mean, I thought GM, GM put like $30 million. And we try to justify why we need trucks. So, like, have either of you guys done any sort of hauling or putting anything on the back of the truck that's heavy or trailering in the last, let's say, week to start? The last week? No. No, not in the last week. The last two weeks. Um. And now, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back this week to episode season three. I'm way off. Season three or four, episode 16. One of those. <laughs> of, uh, the Cars Unfiltered podcast. We have a, a full crowd again um, today. So I'm here, Sal. We got Mike. Yep. And Tom. Hola. And uh, today we're going to try and follow up on our promises that we made last week. Uh, we went back and re-listened just to verify. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a few different things. Um but actually, we I think we were actually pretty good at predicting the future last week um, because we said we were going to talk about electric cars. And uh, big news coming out of the automotive industry this week was that uh, Rivian, the company that had the electric pickup at the Detroit Auto Show, I think it was. Did they have one at the show? Yeah, I think they're well. I know they announced, they announced it. The they might have just announced it. But yeah. in any case, so a car company, a small startup car company down the road from um, – one of Ford's main um, offices uh, got investment from Amazon and GM. And I think it was, it's getting up to close to a billion dollars. I think. Did yeah. I think, I think Amazon led the the round and the, um, I don't have the details right in front of me. I should, I should probably pull that up. Um, but yeah, they, I think Amazon led the round and the total funding was something in the neighborhood of uh, 600 or $700,000 or uh, $700 million. I was 700 million Amazon to lead $700 million yeah. investment in Rivian. And I think GM put like $300 million in it. I think, because I think they said it was like near a billion dollars they got in investment. Well, $700 million puts you at near a billion dollars. Well, I yeah. Think, but I thought GM, GM put like $30 million in. Oh, I could be off. I need so, to look at that one. So it looks like Amazon put $530 million in, and then GM probably put the difference in. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Look at so, that. Tom's on top of that. Yeah. Um, but in any yeah. case, obviously big news, um, you know, I don't know from the investment side necessarily. Um, so I guess actually that's a good, a good question to start with. Right. So I was talking about this with someone at work, um, and they were like, well, <clears throat> you know, this to me tells me that GM wasn't developing their own trucks, electric trucks. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think that they wanted a sneak peek behind the curtain, but I guess what well, the question I want to start out with is, so when you get an investment like this, right, an early first round of investment. Well, I guess, first of all, is it considered an angel investment or is that something else? And the second thing is, if you're, let's say this first round of investment, what rights to the technology or anything do Amazon and GM, or is this pretty much just a good faith here, have some money, we want to see what you do? So first off, uh, not considered an angel investor because okay. an, an angel investor is usually um, uh a friendly investor that comes in to help you out to make sure that you don't go uh, go under, right? Mm -hmm. Rivian wasn't really, I don't think, in the danger of going under anytime soon. But this cash infusion or investment infusion definitely will help them to uh, advance faster, right? Now they can right. they can get ahead sooner. 
um, which that leads me down a couple other paths. Uh, a white knight investor would be somebody that uh, say they say Rivian had um, was looking at being acquired by someone they didn't want to be acquired by. Right? They may have gone to Amazon and GM, been like, "Hey, look, you guys need to buy us out because." Uh, Borg Warner's looking at buying our company and we really don't want to sell to Borg Warner, but they've got enough cash that they can just fucking do it. Right. Right. So, uh, like that would be a different scenario with a white knight investor, but not that point. Um, so yeah, not an angel investor, uh, but definitely, um, a sizable investment for what they're doing. It doesn't to the point about GM though, it, GM's not putting in enough money for me to say GM was behind, right? This isn't like, oh, fuck, we're behind. We need to buy these guys out so we can catch up to the times, right? This is definitely more from your perspective. Like they wanted to peek behind the curtain. They wanted to see who else, what else somebody else is coming up with. These guys are a, a young upstart, right? So in the realm of electric car companies, GM wants to make sure that their old stodgy practices are still turning out the best results when compared to somebody who's younger, more nimble, whatever. Uh, and to make sure that, like like you say, that, that they're... Uh, um, that they're on track, right? That they're not just following a completely wrong uh, line right. of thinking, right? And to gain whatever, I'm sure that gives them some sort of access, uh, if not a seat on the board, some sort of access to what these guys are working on, what uh, uh, like what the tech driving it is, how they're designing it, how they're packaging it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, they wouldn't get anything for it, right? Like everything would still be owned by Rivian. All mm-hmm. the patents or anything else would still be owned by Rivian. Um, but simply by nature of having that much money in the game, if they put in a hundred, a hundred million dollars, right. It's enough money that now you can say, all right, well, I want to see your fucking processes, right. you know? So, um, while they may not be able to outright use that technology, like take it and use yeah. it in GM cars, they could definitely say, all right, let's go fucking reverse engineer this and make this ourselves. Right. Right. But I guess interestingly, and I don't know, Tom, you might have some more insight as our resident tech expert, why would why Amazon, other than they have more money than they know what to do with and they don't want to give it up in the divorce? Um, <laughs> why why Amazon? What's the significance, I guess, to Amazon? Or what do we think the significance, at least, is um, for Amazon donating? Uh, I don't really know, like, honestly, off the top of my head, because, like, Amazon... Um, also, like, Rivian's total funding is around $900 million. And I guess Amazon did do like 700. It's weird. There's like different numbers here. Um, but yeah, Amazon putting in that much money. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, they, I know they're interested in autonomous, you know, vehicles, right? Like the, for delivery, it could be um, if one, one thing they could be interested in is if they can take the truck platform and convert it into like a delivery truck mm-hmm. um, kind of a thing, because they are, Amazon is looking to, stop basically to stop using like the usps and fedex and stuff like that well so that could be part of it i would almost say that amazon's uh reason for wanting skin in the game is because they're the ones that feel like they're behind the times because amazon uh apple's been working on uh and for for better for worse i know they're not necessarily in the same spaces right but they're definitely seen as tech competitors by um if nothing else employees Mm -hmm. right and so i think they might uh 
have thought they were behind the times because Apple's been working on their self-driving division for a while, right? Like they've been working on a little car and whatever else and trying to get things going over there. And Amazon, I don't think has had anything going on in that space. And so for them, um, I think there, there's probably a good business case to say, hey, let's let's finally jump in this game and see how we can make it work. And look, here's some guys that probably have a platform that we can use for our own purposes later, right? Even if that means, yeah, like you say, uh, their own purpose-built delivery vehicles or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it, and yeah, actually, now that you mentioned it, it, in my mind, it's like, okay, so we had the news that Apple and Amazon were working on autonomous cars and building their own car platform. And I think right around the same time, they both abandoned the physical car building. Um, but I think this might give them potentially, right, an opportunity to say, hey, we'll give you our autonomous tech if you become our our physical car tech, right? And, and it also gets them to avoid, because even Tesla at this point, Tesla is going to ring them out for all the, the money that they have because oh, yeah, they're, for sure. you know, they're a big enough brand. And then obviously GM and Ford and Toyota and all of them are going to want money and they're going to have more restricted rights. Right now you have a car company that looks relatively viable in a market segment that is arguably really, not to quote Zoolander, but hot right now. And profitable, um, yeah. Profitable, right? Um, so I think this might be a, a foot in the door to your point of saying, hey – we might be able to absorb these guys, right? Maybe even potentially absorb them and they'll be our vehicle building arm. We might already have the, the autonomous side of it, but this might be their best shot at getting a physical car arm, yeah. right? Eventually. Now they might not want to buy it, right? They might just want to collaborate or whatever, right? But yeah, from, from that perspective though, so yeah, I forgot they do have uh, some autonomous tech of their own that they're hanging on to. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's not nothing from a bargaining perspective. Yeah, they have, right? they have someone that's quote unquote looked already at the physical building car aspect for them. Right. Right. They no longer have to go and, and poach people from other companies, right? Which was Apple's yeah, issue. Right. Right? They wouldn't have to develop a team. They don't have to put together a plant, whatever else, right? right? Somebody else is already working on that shit. So this is, yeah, this is an easy entry for them as far as that. If you, if it's from that perspective, which and it's possible. Yeah, I could see it. Because the only thing I think about and I would think it would be more consumer. The only, my only concern with doing it for kind of the delivery based one, um, is I don't know if these guys can churn out the volume, right. That they would need for a fleet of Amazon. And, and I know that obviously you'll pilot at first, right. You'll have two or three vehicles at first and then you'll go from there. Right. Someone that didn't with the drones, but I mean, it would be almost easier to do a licensing agreement or something with like getting the Ford Transits or the Mercedes Sprinters or something, right? Well, if you're somebody like Amazon, though. Um, I mean, I guess you want to push the tech side, right? So that would help the image also. It's like, oh, look, they're fully electric pickups from Amazon rather than like old. Yeah, but it's also one of those things, right, where um, – to be realistic, an, an electric vehicle, now that I'm thinking about it, an electric vehicle is almost the perfect vehicle to have for a short distance. Like if, you th- yeah. if you think postal carriers, right? Yeah. An electric vehicle is the fucking perfect vehicle to have for a postal carrier. Yeah. There's not a lot of range. It's a lot of stop, start. You go a block, you stop, you leave it, right? Like an electric vehicle is perfect yeah. for what they're doing. Yeah. And if Amazon's looking at it from a, a similar uh, use case or whatever, right? Um one thing that that they would do is they know the demand for their vehicles 
and they know that they can um they would request them as they need to right. right to run their pilot program so i don't think it would be it would ever be a case from their perspective of running out of capacity right because they'd be like look we need 100 vehicles this year and we want to put them all in whatever the dc market right or uh, we need a thousand vehicles this year and we're going to spread them all out or whatever it is. Right. But they're going to know how fast they want to ramp up their own delivery operations. And so it, I think they would be less at, uh, um, it would be less of a problem for, uh, from that perspective than it would be selling to the general public. Who's very finicky and they're like, Oh, Hey, we want pickups this year. And the next year it's, Oh, Hey, we don't want those anymore. Right. Yeah. Although I did, I did just have a thought in my head that it'd be very comical to see a delivery man in his car driving away from him because, like, he <laughs> he scans in the package, so the car thinks that the the delivery is done, and all of a sudden the car starts taking off, and the UPS man is just running down the Still street, standing at the back of the truck. Right, exactly. Like, no, but uh, but I guess to that point, and we kind of brought it up last week, right? It also goes down to the type of car, right? So Rivian, at least as far as I know, their only car is a pickup, right? And bringing up last week's uh topic or whatever it was do we really think that electrical pickups are viable right are they or are they just a a pr move um in the sense i mean i guess it wouldn't be for rivian necessarily right but the big three doing it or toyota releasing their i forgot what the name of the tacoma in an electric right the small one like do we think that electric pickups are viable vehicles right or do you violate the purpose of or not violate but do you do you start diminishing the purpose of a pickup truck so there's a there's a couple of different um uses i think where you could put that right in this context if we're still talking about amazon and like a delivery van i don't think it really matters right because the the problem with a delivery van is the space that you can fill not the the payload of the vehicle Right. So you're not looking at something that can carry uh, two tons of what equipment and and tools or whatever, and also tow 10,000 pounds of equipment behind it. Right. You're looking at something. Oh, hey, I need to be able to fit this much shit in it to go on this route. Mm -hmm. How do I make that work? Um, And so from that perspective, I think an electric vehicle is phenomenal. Right. Um, But I don't know, Tom, give me your thoughts on a, a regular use case for a pickup truck, for electric pickup truck, because yours are a little different than mine. Well, Rivian does have uh, an SUV platform as well that actually kind of looks like, like a, I don't want to say it looks like a Grumman, but it kind of looks like a Grumman if you squint. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, and the, the other thing too, just to go back, and uh, touch on a couple reasons Amazon might be interested in buying them. Uh, Amazon, AWS, the Amazon Web Services platform, is one of the most popular for developing autonomous or machine learning algorithms and uh, training them and things like that. So I don't think, I also don't think Rivian has proven any capacity or ability to produce and manufacture, you know, a vehicle in any kind of capacity that's definitely the hardest thing it sounds like right for for all electric vehicles but the fact that amazon invested so much money makes me wonder if uh rivian actually has a very undermarketed but very promising work that's been done in autonomous driving and that would probably have been done on aws's platform so they would actually have known about it <laughs> uh quite a bit beforehand so that might be some of it too um but yeah so like pickups 
in general, I think electrifying them makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, people that drive, if you drive your pickup a thousand miles a day, like that's not going to work so good. Right. And there's people that work on the railroad and stuff that do, but um, like even construction, like, you know, you might drive, you know, 400, 500 miles a day. And in that case, like, if you have a fleet of trucks that you're you have guys out working, like it save money on running costs, I would think. Um, and also too, there's, um, there's another electric truck. Like a lot of times these numbers are like crap. Right. But, um, they're talking about basically like an F-150 size truck being able to tow like 20,000 pounds, which is insane. Um, so but, I don't know. Like yeah, two blocks down the road. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just the thing, right? Like, yeah, you're going to have all that, that torque and power available from an electric vehicle. And I, there's no way that I want to discount that because that's, uh, I mean, it's impressive the numbers that you can get out of electric motors. But if you put 20,000 pounds behind those electric mo- motors, right, like the, the battery discharge is going to be so massive. I can't even imagine the heat sinks that you'd have to have on the fucking system to make sure that you don't uh, discharge the batteries faster than they can handle and just blow up the whole battery cell. That's, um well, so, so two things with that, right? Like, that's definitely true. Um, in the current battery technology, um, but also to the, the, the semis, um, electric semis that are going to be produced, uh, it kind of depends on how you apply that power. So, you know, as, as you guys know, in manufacturing, like in marketing, right? Like just because it says it can tow 20,000 pounds, which this, this, this vehicle, it's like the Atlas or something like that. And that's probably never going to happen. I'm just, you know, the way stuff goes, but, um, you know, what they could do is like have a reduction gearing or something like that. So, oh, you can tow 20,000 pounds, 45 miles an hour or something, whatever. Right. Um, because with electric motors, if you did add gear reduction, you would have the torque to do that for for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, so, and also too, like future battery tech may not have the same heat limitations, uh, that current battery tech has. So, um, yeah. So it could be interesting stuff. To yeah. Do. I mean, I was thinking about also just use cases, right? So I was thinking and I was going to challenge. So all three of us have trucks, right? Um, all three of us have Mustangs in various states of disrepair, disrepair, but we'll stick with the trucks. <laughs> Man, that's what's wrong with yours, Sal? You're supposed to work. There may be, uh, there may be a gas issue, uh, a, a corroded gas line issue, or it might just be, I don't pour gas right. But do you still have a puddle? No, the puddle's gone because oh. it evaporated. Oh, uh, but I haven't refilled the Mustang. And so I, I, tried I would to, guess it's because you can't pour gas correctly. Yeah, so I tried to pour <laughs> gas using one of those little gas cans, and then ended up some of it on the side. But then there was a puddle underneath, pretty significant puddle. So I was talking to Mike about it, about whether it just ran down the side or whether there's an issue there. But in any case, um, so we all have trucks, right? So I was thinking in the last week, right. Think about your use for the truck and think about if there's anything, quote unquote, heavy duty that you needed to get done, right? When thinking about the, the test case for electric trucks, like for me, it's 60 miles a day, probably closer to 80, but 80 miles a day of commuting, right? I haven't been hauling, I haven't been whatever. So like, have either of you guys done any sort of hauling or putting anything on the back of the truck that's heavy or trailering in the last, let's say, week to start? The last week? No. No. No, not in the last week. The last two weeks. <laughs> um no. <laughs> no, probably not probably not the last two so weeks. So I guess the point being, right, where it's like I understand the need for you know heavy duty trucks and, and lifting and all that, right? But when you actually stop and think about it, for the mass consumer, yeah, it should be okay. Now there will be times you need to trailer or whatever right now. 
an argument in my case uh, would be that I don't need a truck, period, because I haven't done truck things <laughs> in probably six months. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think there's going to be a contingent of people that are against it just because of the truck stigma. Um, and, you know, trucks need to tow, blah, blah, blah. But I think when people actually get down to the brass tacks, right, and start looking at their usage, I think that there's nothing that would limit an electric truck necessarily. Yeah, I, yeah real. Okay, which when you put it like that, realistically, probably 75% of the, the truck population wouldn't notice a change to electric. Yeah. Right? Like, they really wouldn't notice, really wouldn't care. It would, um, assuming that they could charge it fairly yeah, quickly, maybe. right, it wouldn't be a big impact on their daily lives. Um. Except for the gas. Well, bill. yeah, right. That would, yeah, which would help. But then you get guys like Tom's old man who would never switch to a truck because he lives out in the middle of the country and or to an electric truck. What do you would you would your old man ever get an electric truck, Tom? So, my dad currently has a 2013 EcoBoost, and before that truck, I would say no. But he went from having like a five four to the three liter 3.5 liter EcoBoost and he's addicted to how much faster the new truck is and I think if he drove an electric truck you know cuz you lost the good V8 sound going to the 3 the V6 anyway yep. so I think if he drove one I think he would like start having like giggling and he would So want do, one. so do you think so your old man is pretty much <laughs> like I would. your old man is pretty much the um like the number one market segment for a use case against the electric pickup, right? Like he, he lives in the country, arguably. I mean, he's 20 minutes outside of town, isn't he? Yeah. 10, 15. 10, okay. Yeah, so, so he lives out in the country, right? For the most part, like there's no, uh, um, mm-hmm. there's not really an electric vehicle infrastructure out by you. Not really. Um, no, they're it, literally the last person on the grid line there. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so, uh, he lives, he lives out in the country um, he farms, right? I mean, not as much as he used to because time and age, right? But catches up to everyone. But he farms, right? He does like out in the country things with his truck, Rocks. right? Like, yep. <laughs> like he he yep. is the market segment that the manufacturers are are worried about losing with electric pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that he would probably consider one. I think, yeah. Like at this point, the. Uh... Like, and even like thinking back, like the stuff that he would do, you know, back in like, so, so we, we sold, not sold, we sold, we sold all the farm stuff like a long time ago and like started leasing out the property. Right. But he still like, he knows the guy that farms it and like helps, um, you know, here and there and goes out and picks up rocks and does, you know, when he sees them out in the field and stuff like that. And like, but even back when we were farming, like loading it up with like bags of seed or like what wood you know like a tree falls over or something to like cut wood down like the electric truck probably would have done just as good or better like i can't think of a time where we drove like like with farming like everything is actually pretty close by yeah like that's true and i don't even remember i don't even remember filling up a truck like you know like maybe every other day or every you know, third day we put gas in a truck. It's like one of those things, like it didn't matter if the gas gauge didn't work because, you know, you have like a fuel tank right there and, you know, you don't have to do it, worried about it like once a week. Right. And uh, so that was kind of, I don't know, like our, obviously like our experiences here are a lot different than like out in Iowa or someplace where there's like huge 
you know, open range and stuff like but that. But also, I mean, even like I was thinking about like test case for, for construction sites, right? To your point, Tom, where it's like with fleet cars or whatever. It's like, yeah, but at that point, Ford should take advantage of it and sell like charging mats or charging stations that you lease with the construction site, right? And you just put those in on the construction site. Yeah. And then eventually you can actually probably turn those into the part where the parking lot for the vehicle or whatever would be, right? Or you can do it. Well, and uh, I guess just thinking about it now, since we're uh, since it's forcing me to actually think about these use cases and whatnot, there's really a, a very small case where you wouldn't where you wouldn't be able to functionally use um, an electric pickup truck in your day to day, right? Yeah. But but that's limited to the long haul like transport yeah. drivers, right? Like guys that are on a pipeline welding and shit, or uh, the guys that car, you know, usually they're, they're with a, um, a one ton or, or, or larger truck anyway. Right. And they're carrying a fifth wheel and going multi-states over to haul yeah. whatever the horse trailers or vehicles or whatever it is. Right. Um, so our, yeah. So arguably, um, there's no reason why the half ton truck market couldn't go all electric. They really giving it a couple more years for some more infrastructure to show up and a little more support and whatnot. And there's arguably no reason why a hundred percent of the, and it pains me to say this. I, I want you to realize that it, it pains me to say this, but there's no reason why the half ton truck market can't go all electric. And worse comes to worse, just put a generator in the bed and then. You... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that would take so now long. Now that we're all in so long, yeah, to well, that we're in agreement, which never happens, right? <laughs> but uh, now that I brought up, wait a second. This L- is a like, very so you guys all agree about this. Should, should I bring back the the segment where like I was talking about electric trucks being super usable, and you guys were like hammering me? I can put can, a clip in. Put, so I do the editing. Do, uh, yeah. I can just put a clip. So if I decide to, the the flashback happens yeah, now. Blah, blah, blah. Or whatever music, right. but, um, no, yeah, yeah but it's for, also for the for the listeners to know, uh, us agreeing is very very uh, odd because this week we actually it was so bad that Mike had to leave the chat. Oh yeah, and, and oh us, yeah, and put us on do not disturb because I would imagine he was about to throw his laptop <laughs> against the wall and just smash it. Um, but in any case, now that we're on the topic of non automobile things such as generators and and use cases. Um, so one thing we wanted to kind of talk about uh, was in the news this week again, and, and it's American focus, but it got us thinking about the other ones. There was two different ones. So Ford um, showed a prototype for a lane keeping bed that would nudge your spouse back into their place if they're coming over on your side, which is actually pretty funny, right? Just as a conceptual thing, um, which is not their first foray into beds, right? They had the crib for the babies that simulated car rides. Um, and then GM began selling an electric bike, um, which we know Ford has development too, but GM actually started selling electric bikes. So, but the, the common response we got from everyone we talked to is like, why don't we just focus on building cars, right? Why don't, why do we keep building all these things? Um, so I guess we, we just want to have a little bit of fun. We started looking at some of the products that other car companies make. Now, obviously we, we know that some of the other ones like due to their manufacturing processes make you know cncs or they make machines that's not what we're talking about right we're talking about the fact that toyota apparently has a sewing machine that they, they, they make sewing machines yep 
Um, so I think Mike and, and Tom might have it pulled up. So do you guys want to walk us through some of the, the more odd examples? All right. All right. So, uh, I just want you to know that Subaru also makes drones, helicopters, and aircraft, um, mostly because there's a uh, uh, Fuji Heavy Industries, uh, which formally changed its name to Subaru, and Fuji is the one that makes those. But that also means that uh, Subaru makes drones, helicopters, and aircraft. So there's that. Tom, what do you, what'd you find that was interesting? Um, I found that VW makes a beetle flower oh, base nice. that you can stick to the dash of your beetle and uh put thought, flowers wait in and be- wait uh, uh volkswagen stand- makes that like from volkswagen or they buy that and it's sourced i don't know but it looks i mean i'll paste the link in here but i mean it's it's labeled I imagine it has a Volkswagen uh, cuz I don't for, for, so from that perspective right like the Ford store has a, a massive amount of Ford branded merchandise that you know they buy from somewhere else right yeah. um if, oh it's Ford, Ford merchandise main for bed. suckers like Sal to buy yeah well I mean some people do but uh <laughs> I mean if you were a BMW aficionado you would buy a bobsled oh yeah the bobsled that one's pretty yeah and you know like versus the BMW owners, the uh, which I actually shouldn't say anything about. I can, but I'll tell you why later. Oh. Um, yeah, the uh, like so BMW owners are going out bobsledding. Meanwhile, Porsche makes a very beautiful, nice uh, office chair it's for because Porsche owners, people that can own Porsches, work. They, they don't also bobsled. used to make hookah slash water bongs, mm. so <laughs> you can get out of your nine eleven, pull over on the side of the road sit in your office chair that you somehow got in your Porsche and just take a rip out of that water bong. Tom, I'll, I'll raise you here. So uh, BMW makes bomb sleds, but so does McLaren. And I'm sure it's at three times the markup. Yeah. And I'm sure that Tom's <laughs> all about it. Tom wants to talk about how relevant it is. But uh, so, so one of the reasons that I, I wanted to bring this up, right, is uh, what do you think that manufacturers are so some of these obviously manufacturers are are trying to branch out and make more um uh transportation get their fingers into more yeah. transportation places right like uh Hyundai makes bullet trains and subway cars right so Hyundai's going to be around even when the car disappears because Honda they make jets and, yeah, yeah Honda makes jets and uh, fucking lawnmowers and shit right so like they're still going to be around even if they don't make cars right they make cars because it's kind of a hobby to them at this point I think I don't really know um, whereas companies like Ford and GM, like we're fucked if the car goes away, right? Chrysler, Ford, GM, I don't know who else is, is, uh, in that boat, but I know those three, at least if the car goes away, like fucked, gone, hey, there's nothing else. Ford used to build tractors. Yeah, but we don't anymore. Right. So, um, yeah. I, I would buy a blue tractor just saying. I mean, you could, you, we could find you a tractor. And I'm not going to be able to use it. That's like, it's going to have a carburetor on it. It's going to be like a science experiment every time I need to t- mow my lawn. No, man. New tractors, new tractors are like ahead of autonomous driving. They're all fuel injected. Like, like we should do a segment on oh, tractors. Oh, dude, time. no joke. No it's joke. Crazy. Like, I, I, I don't want to derail this conversation, but, um, my, my old man lives in the country. He's got a neighbor that like runs tractors for a living, right? So they farm fields and shit like that. And it's legit controlled by GPS. They don't even have to make right. the turns at the end of the field anymore. No, they, they map out their, yeah, yeah their no, route and yep. then the tractor I, just goes. They used to have to turn it, right? right. At, the, at the end of the road, they would have to turn it off, make the turn, come back around. But now it lines it up and fucking everything. 
Um, yep. So, so Ford for a little while had been um, saying in some of their press that like they were getting into electric bikes because they wanted to figure out how people last mile uh, mobility, yeah. right? What people are doing in the last mile of their commute. Obviously a bed's not doing that for you. <laughs> so what, what do you guys really think's going on here? Um, do you think it's just additional That's, revenue streams approach the first- or do you think that there's something else going on? Sorry, Tom. Yeah, go ahead. No, they they want to attack the first mile. They want the first they and the last. They want to fight driver fatigue. Um, no, I mean, from my side, from an engineering perspective, right, the only thing I can gather is basically this is this is the equivalent of a think tank, right? So it's a let's get new ideas and stuff, and maybe we'll learn something from building this that we can apply to other fields, right, to something in the car. So you, do you think they just build enough of them to run like a pilot study to see if there's they some They might only shit? have built one, to be honest. They might have only done one full build, right? But the idea is to spark ideas out of it to get ideas for stuff. So for example, the electric bike, right? They'll learn routes. They'll learn patterns. They might learn about fabrication of tubes, right? They might learn about whatever, right? Um, with the bed... That one's tough to me. What about the doghouse? <laughs> Wasn't there a doghouse that someone made? I think made it was a doghouse or like the crib, right? The crib one, they might have been testing out seat technology, right? And mm, then they yeah. say, okay. So I think in my mind, it's just, it's a creative avenue that they're trying to get ideas out of just to get people out of. So I'll put it to you this way. It's it's similar in concept. Now, this is this is physical prototypes, but... To when Cadillac said they were moving to New York to get different thought, get people in different ideas, different mindsets. That's marketing, right? But this is actually building stuff. And again, if it's not taking too many resources. Now, selling the actual thing, okay, that's different. Because at that point, if they engineered it well enough. Um, but I think it, more than anything, it's it's just it's, it's trying to think outside the box and, box and trying to get ideas from unconventional things but do you think that the majority of consumers are looking at these uh branded designs right solutions whatever you want branded products and thinking oh hey i bet they're learning something off that that they could put in uh future products or do you think that most people look at it and say what the fuck are they doing they shouldn't be fucking with that. They build something else. Yeah. So, I mean, in my opinion, I think <clears throat> there's two distinct crowds, right? So everyone that I've talked to, cause I don't have any, um, I don't want to alienate a segment of her. Any, <laughs> I don't have anyone that that's serious in the cars. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. it doesn't have any sort of stake. They don't have a family history. That's always driven Chevy or always driven Ford. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks that they're super cool inventions, right? Most people say, I want that blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. But I can see the contingent of people that, let's say, uh, are disgruntled because their vehicle has had issues for the entire life of the vehicle or whatever. And then you see this, you know, and you're like, what the hell, right? My truck breaks down every two miles and you're off building bikes instead of building a better truck. Yeah, but there's definitely somebody that was like, Ford just recalled one point however many million vehicles and yet they designed a fucking bed. And there's definitely going to be employees that may or may not get laid off that are looking and it's like, what the hell? We got a group in Sweden <laughs> building beds, right? You got to get rid of Johnny putting bolts on the line, right? Um, so no, I, I do think that you're right in the sense that I don't think that people understand the value and i don't think that 
it necessarily may I don't think the value is necessarily directly there. I think in my mind, it's it's half publicity, half of a think tank, right? And the, and the other reason is because if you think about it, right? So if you look at interiors, luxury interiors, right? And I forgot where, but it, it basically like you, you start getting inspiration from things around you, right? And so like some people get inspiration from like high-end offices or high-end living rooms or high-end fashion. If you start building that, right? So think about it, and this is what someone that was telling me at work. If you know how to build a wooden table, and you build a lot of wooden tables really good, you know intrinsically more about how to make that wood and the characteristics of the wood sure, and all that, right? Sure. So then when you put it in your car, you say, okay, I can't use that wood. I can't to some extent, right? right, right. You start sourcing in a little bit different whatever. You look at the bed. You're like, okay, mattress material, right? What well, mattress material is softer, blah, blah, blah. And you can do that all in a vehicle space, but – in my mind, I could also see how it would be motivating rather than having people just doing softness testing on mattresses. They build something, they build an end result, so they get a sense of satisfaction out of what they're doing rather than just, I'm doing endless testing. But do you think it would be better just to keep that stuff under wraps like in the company somewhere versus let it out? Because here's, here's what I see, uh, what I think. It, it used to be um, that you could keep stuff local. Right. So mm-hmm. like and auto shows are a historical element of this that's still around, obviously. But it used to be if you release something in the New York market, it stayed in the New York market for a while. Right. Until it made it to wherever it was going a couple months later. Right. Just because the news in the Midwest didn't give a shit about what was going on in New York. So they only covered the stuff that was going on in the Midwest. Right. Meanwhile, the guys in California also didn't give a shit about what was going on in the Midwest or in New York. Right. They're over here like, fuck it. We're hanging out in the sun. We're going to do our own thing. And now uh, this bed may seem uh, interesting, useful, uh, uh, whatever, right, progressive in the New York market. But now because of the nature of media, you can't just release it in New York and have some people review it and say, oh, yeah, it's just going to stay in New York. And I, I hate to say it, but people in New York or whatever the East Coast think differently than the people in the Midwest, and they think differently. You know, there's like market segments are a thing for because yeah. they're a thing, right? Yeah. It's it's that it's just how it is. And so while uh, the more urban set may think, oh, hey, this is this is a useful thing, like interesting thing, you may have again, right, the guy in the Midwest who now knows about it at the same time as the other people, and he's like, this is a fucking stupid idea. So you never have. Um, you never have the traction that would have grown around it before, right? Because think about it, the urban set is vastly more populous. Yeah. And so if you gain some traction there and there's a few million people that support this and they're like, oh, hey, this, I saw that. Yeah, that sounds like, okay, I could, yeah, I could fuck this out. Okay, all right. You know, and then you, you've got somebody else over here and there's only a couple of thousand that are like, well, fuck that idea, right? Yeah. Now you have a couple of thousand at the same time as you have this other couple of thousand coming up, right? And you never hit like a critical mass to where it, people think that it's a good idea. Yeah. And so you wind up with a lot of people who are hemming and hawing or you get a lot of controversy about it because now you have, what the fuck, why are they doing this when they should be building cars at the same time as you have, well, they're going to learn something from this and they're going to put that in their future cars, right? And um, it's unfortunate because I think they need to keep this kind of shit under wraps now. Right. Like this kind of testing and development, they kind of need to keep just like close to home. Like, all right, let's build it. Let's just keep it in the fucking garage and never fucking release it. And yeah, we built it. It was a nice pet project, but you almost can't say anything about it because of the general population, not understanding where you're going. And obviously some people are better at telling the stories about where they're going, why they're doing it than others. But until that's a spot on 
uh, conveyance of information, I think they need to keep it under wraps because otherwise you have people that are going off, jumping off the deep end and saying like, what the fuck? Why is this happening in a company that doesn't do this? Yeah. I mean, I think from my side and sorry, Tom, if you got a point, but um, I think the other thing that's important is that this was all developed in Europe. And from me looking as an outsider perspective, I'm not an expert. So this is all reckless, reckless speculation. Um, I think people in Europe are more common, like someone in Sweden might look at that and it's, they don't have as much use for the car, right? So they don't sell as much cars. Europe is a down market. It's very popular. So it's a way to get forward in the mind of them. And, and I True. liken it to, for example, you look at someone like Bosch here in America, we think of Bosch as auto parts. Bosch makes more stoves and ovens and stuff, right? You go to the UK and it's like, everyone has a Bosch stove. Right. And it's just very odd, right? Or like we use suppliers here in the auto industry that we think of for robots or washers or like ThyssenKrupp that you think for automation and they make elevators and, and all that stuff, right? So yeah, right. I think it works better in the European market where people are more used to like Ikea, right? Or like, uh, who was it? Dyson was thinking about building a car. Oh, Dyson, yeah. People here are like crazy. I'm sure people in Europe think that's very cool that their Dyson's getting involved or Ikea built some crazy shit that like they shouldn't necessarily need to build because you think of ikea as a furniture company but in europe they just think of them as a progressive company whatever right so but to your point i think that that gets lost because that works might work really well in europe where it's getting the name out in a continent that isn't as car focused right but because of the internets, right <laughs> now, I mean, it gets that's what it is. here to the U.S. To your point, where here people looking like, what the hell? But I think in Europe market, where car selling isn't necessarily cars aren't the end all be all, and not everyone has a car per adult in a house. Um, it, it would make more sense from a branding perspective. It gets it gets forward in the name in the households in Europe. Yeah, I can right, see that without having to buy the cars. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree to, to a certain extent where you're like saying that this would work better if you could contain it to a market, right? I think if you contain this to, let's say, the Swedish market where they're, it's just very idealistic, right? Because you even look at the way they advertise it and the house looks very like modern, it's European, like contemporary, ver- yeah, right, right? It's right. like wood, it's just dark wood, steel, glass, very modern. It's not like, you know, Mary Jo's house down in Alabama. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. And I think that you're right that people get very different reads. I mean, I know as employees, right, Mike and I, which we've said before, disclosure as employees, we both looked at it and said, what the hell, right? Let's yeah, right. start focusing sure. on cars. But, um, and, and that's but even, we live in the American market, right? Where, But that's even knowing some of that back end stuff, right? Like they're probably learning something about it, but you have to step out yeah. of your, your own, your, your gut reaction is what the fuck. And you have to step back and be like, well, we're not the only people here, right? Yeah. There's some other reasons why they might be doing this. Yeah. So, I don't know. so those, the bed and everything though, had like prominent Ford logoing on it, branding mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Why wouldn't Ford like go and like sub brand that off or do something like, then you can provide that internal learning, you know, and then they could post it on, you know, places like Pinterest or whatever, like, you know, they're not pinch, you know, what in the design magazines or whatever under like some kind of sub brand. And then like, they don't have to, I mean, yeah, somebody would connect the docs, but nobody would like pay attention because he'd be like, Oh yeah. I think in my mind, like I said, I think it's in, in Europe, you're, um, they're trying to get the brand into homes that don't necessarily need to get cars. Right. 
Which, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, they kind of have to, right? I mean, especially if you're looking at companies like GM, Ford, Chrysler, right? And that's the, the where we're looking, let's be honest. Um, they don't have that. Uh, they don't have that boshness, yeah. right? They don't have that Ikea-ness around them because they haven't been in those other spaces, right? Like GE's one of the last companies that's like that in the United States. Mm-hmm. And they're unfortunately dying, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I, I couldn't point a finger as to why, yeah. right? I mean, there's lots of reasons why, but there's no like one reason why that they're, they're dying, right? But uh, that's kind of what's happening. I mean, like Sears used to be that way, right? Yeah. Where they made freaking everything and they can't anymore. And uh, it's just interesting to see the the car companies trying to expand a little bit um, and get into some of those other spaces. And personally, I'll see, I'll be interested to see how it shapes up uh, for the long term and whether people come around to seeing that as like, okay, well, these guys can, you know, they're good at making cars, sure, but they can also make other things. Right. Or if people see that as uh, the signs of the times mm. and they, it signals a downtrend, yeah. right? It'll be, definitely be interesting to see. Um, so, yeah. So, after wrapping that up, uh, unless anyone has any other closing remarks, anything crucial we need to talk about, I think we'll... Uh, no, I think we should probably uh, we should cut that here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to uh, make sure that cool. everyone can listen to this in one commute, not multiple <laughs> commutes. We missed that target, I hate to tell you. But everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Tune in next week, and we will see you next time. Like, subscribe, share, et cetera, et cetera, and thanks for listening. And definitely leave us a comment somewhere. (laughs) We, uh, We look forward to reading them and responding.